Part four of The Gods of Pagana by Lord Edward J. M. D. Plunkett Dunsany. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jason Mills. Part four of Dorajand, whose eyes regard the end. Sitting above the lives of the people, and looking, doth Dorajand see that which is to be. The god of destiny is Dorajand, upon whom have looked the eyes of Dorajand, he goeth forward to an end that naught may stay. He becometh the arrow from the bow of Dorajand, hurled forward at a mark he may not see, to the goal of Dorajand. Beyond the thinking of men, beyond the sight of all the other gods, regard the eyes of Dorajand. He hath chosen his slaves, and them doth the destiny god drive onward where he will, who, knowing not whither, nor even knowing why, feel only his scourge behind them, or hear his cry before. There is something that Dorajand would fain achieve, and, therefore, hath he set the people striving, with none to cease or rest in all the worlds. But the gods of Pagana, speaking to the gods, say, What is it that Dorajand would fain achieve? It hath been written, and said, that not only the destinies of men are the care of Dorajand, but that even the gods of Pagana be not unconcerned by his will. All the gods of Pagana have felt a fear, for they have seen a look in the eyes of Dorajand that regardeth beyond the gods. The reason and purpose of the worlds is that there should be life upon the worlds, and life is the instrument of Dorajand, wherewith he would achieve his end. Therefore the worlds go on, and the rivers run to the sea, and life ariseth and flieth even in all the worlds, and the gods of Pagana do the work of the gods, and all for Dorajand. But when the end of Dorajand hath been achieved, there will be need no longer of life upon the worlds, nor any more a game for the small gods to play. Then will Kib tiptoe gently across Pagana to the resting place in highest Pagana of Mana Yudsushai, and, touching reverently his hand, the hand that wrought the gods, say, Mana Yudsushai, thou hast rested long. And Mana Yudsushai shall say, Not so, for I have rested but fifty eons of the gods, each of them scarce more than ten million mortal years of the worlds that ye have made. And then shall the gods be afraid, when they find that Mana knoweth that they have made worlds while he rested. And they shall answer, Nay, but the worlds came all of themselves. Then Mana Yudsushai, as one who would have done with an irksome matter, will lightly wave his hand, the hand that wrought the gods, and there shall be gods no more. When there shall be three moons towards the north above the star of the abiding, three moons that neither wax nor wane but regard towards the north, or when the comet ceaseth from his seeking and stands still, not any longer moving among the worlds, but tarrying as one who rests after the end of search, then shall arise from resting, because it is the end, the greater one, who rested of old time, even Mana Yudsushai. Then shall the times that were be times no more, and it may be that the old dead days shall return from beyond the rim, and we who have wept for them shall see those days again, as one who, returning from long travel to his home, comes suddenly on dear remembered things. For none shall know of Mana, who hath rested for so long, whether he be a harsh or merciful god. 
it may be that he shall have mercy, and that these things shall be. THE EYE IN THE WASTE There lie seven deserts beyond Bodrahan, which is the city of the caravan's end. None goeth beyond. In the first desert lie the tracks of mighty travellers outward from Bodrahan, and some returning. And in the second lie only outward tracks, and none return. The third is a desert untrodden by the feet of men. The fourth is the desert of sand, and the fifth is the desert of dust, and the sixth is the desert of stones, and the seventh is the desert of deserts. In the midst of the last of the deserts that lie beyond Bodrahan, in the centre of the desert of deserts, standeth the image that hath been hewn of old out of the living hill, whose name is Ranarada, the eye in the waste. About the base of Ranarada is carved in mystic letters that are vaster than the beds of streams these words, To the God who knows. Now beyond the second desert are no tracks, and there is no water in all the seven deserts that lie beyond Bodrahan. Therefore came no man thither to hew that statue from the living hills, and Ranarada was wrought by the hands of gods. Men tell in Bodrahan, where the caravans end and all the drivers of the camels rest, how once the gods hewed Ranarada from the living hill, hammering all night long beyond the deserts. Moreover, they say that Ranarada is carved in the likeness of the god Hudrazai, who hath found the secret of Mana Yudsushai, and knoweth the wherefore of the making of the gods. They say that Hudrazai stands all alone in Pagana, and speaks to none, because he knows what is hidden from the gods. Therefore the gods have made his image in a lonely land, as one who thinks, and is silent. The Eye in the Waste. They say that Hudrazai had heard the murmurs of Mana Yudsushai, as he muttered to himself, and gleaned the meaning, and knew and that he was the god of mirth and of abundant joy, but became from the moment of his knowing a mirthless god, even as his image, which regards the deserts beyond the track of man. But the camel-drivers, as they sit and listen to the tales of the old men in the market-place of Bodrahan, at evening, while the camels rest, say, If Hudrazai is so very wise, and yet is sad, let us drink wine, and banish wisdom to the wastes that lie beyond Bodrahan, Therefore is there feasting and laughter all night long in the city where the caravans end. All this the camel-drivers tell when the caravans come in from Bodrahan. But who shall credit tales that camel-drivers have heard from aged men in so remote a city? Of the thing that is neither god nor beast. Seeing that wisdom is not in cities, nor happiness in wisdom, and because Yardin the prophet was doomed by the gods ere he was born to go in search of wisdom, he followed the caravans to Bodrahan. There in the evening, where the camels rest, when the wind of the day ebbs out into the desert, sighing amid the palms its last farewells, and leaving the caravans still, he sent his prayer with the wind to drift into the desert, calling to Hudrazai. And down the wind his prayer went, calling, Why do the gods endure? and play their game with men. Why doth not Skarl forsake his drumming, and Mana cease to rest? And the echo of seven deserts answered, Who knows? Who knows? But out in the waste, beyond the seven deserts, where Ranarada looms enormous in the dusk, 
at evening his prayer was heard and from the rim of the waste whither had gone his prayer came three flamingos flying and their voices said going south going south at every stroke of their wings but as they passed by the prophet they seemed so cool and free and the desert so blinding and hot that he stretched up his arms towards them then it seemed happy to fly and pleasant to follow behind great white wings and he was with the three flamingos up in the cool above the desert and their voices cried before him going south going south and the desert below him mumbled who knows who knows sometimes the earth stretched up towards them with peaks of mountains sometimes it fell away in steep ravines blue rivers sang to them as they passed above them or very faintly came the song of breezes in lawn orchards and far away the sea sang mighty dirges of old forsaken isles but it seemed that in all the world there was nothing only to be going south it seemed that somewhere the south was calling to her own and that they were going south but when the prophet saw that they had passed above the edge of earth and that far away to the north of them lay the moon he perceived that he was following no mortal birds but some strange messengers of hudrazai whose nest had lain in one of pagana's vales below the mountains whereon sit the gods still they went south passing by all the worlds and leaving them to the north till only araxes zadres and hiraglion lay still to the south of them where great ingazi seemed only a point of light and yo and mindo could be seen no more still they went south till they passed below the south and came to the rim of the worlds there there is neither south nor east nor west but only north and beyond there is only north of it where lie the worlds and beyond it where lies the silence and the rim is a mass of rocks that were never used by the gods when they made the worlds and on it sat trogul trogul is the thing that is neither god nor beast who neither howls nor breathes only it turns over the leaves of a great book black and white black and white for ever until the end and all that is to be is written in the book and also all that was when it turneth a black page it is night and when it turneth a white page it is day because it is written that there are gods there are the gods also there is writing about thee and me until the page where our names no more are written then as the prophet watched it trogul turned a page a black one and night was over and day shone on the worlds trogul is the thing that men in many countries have called by many names it is the thing that sits behind the gods whose book is the scheme of things but when Yardin saw that old remembered days were hidden away with the part that it had turned, and knew that upon one whose name is written no more the last page had turned for ever a thousand pages back, then did he utter his prayer in the face of Trogul, who only turns the pages and never answers prayer. He prayed in the face of Trogul, Only turn back thy pages to the name of one which is written no more, and far away, upon a place named Earth, shall rise the prayers of a little people that acclaim the name of Trogul, for there is indeed far off a place called Earth, where men shall pray to Trogul. Then spake Trogul, who turns the pages, and never answers prayer, and his voice was like the murmurs of the waste at night, when echoes have been lost. 
Though the whirlwind of the south should tug with his claws at a page that hath been turned, yet shall he not be able to ever turn it back. Then, because of words in the book that said that it should be so, Yardin found himself lying in the desert, where one gave him water, and afterwards carried him on a camel into Bodrahan. There some said that he had but dreamed, when thirst seized him while he wandered among the rocks in the desert. But certain aged men of Bodrahan say that indeed there sitteth somewhere a thing that is called Trugul, that is neither god nor beast, that turneth the leaves of a book, black and white, black and white, until he come to the words, Ma Dun Izan, which means the end for ever, and book and gods and worlds shall be no more. End of part four.